Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. All right, well, let's get started with phone calls. Uh, good morning, Neil. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, it's just a little chilly morning, but, you know, it's going to be a good day. You know, uh, I have a couple questions. Uh, one of them is, uh, I bought this house about five or six years ago, and I bought it because of the large oak trees that are, were on the property. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, a small lot plus one additional empty lot. And uh, on uh, the two lots, it has, uh, in the front, it has about uh, five or six, large oak trees okay and in the back it has about the same amount Mm -hmm. and uh some of them are uh, two of them are burr oak a couple of them are red oak and the rest are either live oak or or some other kind of oak okay and the problem i'm having is i noticed that uh in the front uh when i moved in there was plenty of grass except for a few bare spots where the uh, seller of the house uh, put some uh, um, sod down to cover those spots, of course, the seller house. And, uh, now I notice that there's uh, absolutely no grass in the front. And I say, well, maybe it's because of uh, lack of light. Uh-huh. And so I had the, uh, the trees trimmed, and, uh, and so a lot of speckled light comes in. But uh, none of that grass has grown back. So I, I re-fertilized uh, uh, three or four times a year <clears throat> and uh, still have bare, uh, completely, almost completely bare in the front for a few small spots. Then I started looking around the neighborhood, and there's a, a couple houses with uh, about the same amount of trees in the front. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had beautiful St. Augustine lawns, you know, and that's the kind of grass that was in there. And uh, I said, well, what am I doing wrong that they're doing? And then on garbage day, I noticed just about every one of those houses that have nice lawns have their leaves in bags put out <laughs> on a curb. I said, my word, what the hell is Hey, why aren't they mulching it? You know, I have a mulching mm-hmm. mower, so I mulch all my leaves, so it's about an inch or two thick. And I said, ah, maybe that's the problem. I'm putting my leaves back onto the lawn, and it's too thick. Well, you know, it's it, it, you're doing the right thing by putting the leaves back on the lawn. There comes a point that it could be too much the only way that will ever cause a problem is if uh is if the leaves are so thick it totally shuts off the light to Uh the sod underneath so yes if you have so many leaves that you're you know you're you're not getting any light to the grass that could be too much i mean you may need to rake some of those leaves and put them in the flower bed or use them somewhere else there is uh one other possibility though and uh you're out toward canyon lake uh, no, I'm up in shirts. Okay, are you? Do you have rock, rocky soil at all, or is yours uh, all no, good no, deep soil? No. no, it's regular soil. Okay, then 
Um, you know, it may, what I would do is go out and do you have a sprinkler system? Let me ask you that too. Uh Okay. I sure do. On the areas that you are, that you don't have real good grass, put out, you know, some little empty cans or glasses or Uh whatever, and Uh see if you are getting the same amount of water in those areas than you do in other parts of the yard. I, I see an awful lot of very poor quality sprinkler systems that simply don't water evenly. And Uh that can certainly contribute to it. Um, and the light, you know, you mentioned that then the light certainly can be a factor and sometimes, you know, trimming the trees really isn't enough. Sometimes, you know, you really need to raise the canopy up. Oh, she's okay. And yeah, we're talking about thousands of dollars. I have oh, I know. Come in and I know. It. Well, I think the much better solution would be to plant some ground cover out there, something like Asiatic yeah, right. Jasmine or one of these things that doesn't take as much light, that doesn't take as much water, and it doesn't uh-huh. have to be mowed every week. So, uh, it, you know, I, uh-huh. I, I think that the problem with the grass may be related to water. Uh, in fact, that's the most likely thing, or it may be related to light, but rather okay. than spend, as you say, thousands and thousands of dollars, risk uh-huh. oak wilt problems with, uh, you know, somebody that might not be as conscientious sure. about painting wounds as you or I would. Uh-huh. Think about, you know, think about going with uh, one of the several different kinds of ground covers. It could be very attractive and a whole lot less work for Sylvan and use a whole lot less water. Well, uh, uh, I had uh, I saw a fellow down the street, Natural Creations uh, fellow down the street, mm-hmm. and he was putting on some topsoil, and, and uh, he's coming in today to uh, uh, give me an estimate for for compost. Right. Yeah, you don't want to put down topsoil, but compost is always a good idea. But right. once again, compost is just like those leaves. Be sure it doesn't get put on so thickly that it yeah. just totally cuts off the life that gets to the leaves underneath. Well, once I discovered that they're probably cutting off the light, I, I figured I'd call Bob Webster and find out <laughs> how long it takes well. to, to decompose uh, uh, one inch of, of uh, uh, compost leaves. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it. Might take too long, you know. It might take uh, uh, two years for for leaves to compost. So uh, I might be better picking up the composted leaves and putting them somewhere else in the garden. You know, and well, just leave bare soil and let and 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 resod. Well, just remember what speeds up the decomposition of the leaves. It's energy and water, uh-huh. and you can always you know spray the area down every month or six weeks with something like molasses uh-huh. and something like Medina Plus, uh, okay. things like that that are uh-huh. going to really speed up the decomposition of the leaves. And of uh-huh. course, you know, keeping okay, some moisture out there that. because uh-huh. uh, live oak leaves are very very slow to break down yeah they are bur oak and red oak are much much faster to break down and shredding them up with your bigger though yeah yeah leaves are bigger but you're shredding them up with your mower sure but you can you can make them compost in a hurry um with uh you know molasses medina plus things like that that greatly increase microbial activity yeah, I, what I did, I had my grandson come in and and help me uh, uh, vacuum up all the leaves. Uh, first mulched it and then vacuumed them up. Uh-huh. So now there's just bare soil, except for now that uh, some of the leaves fell off the tree just yesterday. Well, the last thing you want is bare soil. Put some of those leaves, even if you even if you go thinner on your grass, put uh-huh. put leaves on top of that bare soil. 
because that's going to be adding nutrients back in. It's going to be maintaining the moisture. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't, last thing Mother Nature wants to see is bare soil. And if you don't yeah, have right. something there, she's going to send in the weeds. Yeah. Uh, what, what I did was I tried a little section of Asian jasmine, you know, mm-hmm. to see. And, of course, they didn't do as well as I had hoped especially with all the rain and the, and the cold weather this year but well they they come back now they right. will the thing about ground covers the old saying is the first year they sleep yeah. the second year they creep and the third year they leap uh, so right. it's slow it takes a lot of patience yeah. <laughs> dealing with ground covers but uh, be patient with that give it some time but in the meantime uh, I guess the things I would Should tell it? you check your water um and you know think about uh you know going with the ground covers and uh by all means uh leave the leaves down but don't let them be too thick my wife says ask bob how long it takes for one inch of composted oak leaves to 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 uh, drop down to uh, an area that you know, so we, the sun will get through. Okay. If it never rained and you never did anything, they could sit okay. there for 10 years. If they, <laughs> okay. if you, if you apply molasses periodically okay. and you maintain some moisture, uh, it, they should break down in, uh, six months at the most and probably okay. faster, probably more like six weeks. Okay, great. That, that, that's one of the, the big items. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, uh, I caught 142 squirrels. Catch and release. They, and I invited everybody over for barbecue, but nobody can showed up. I can't imagine why. Well, uh, just don't tell them what you're cooking. Back in the days when I hunted, I, was, I, fe- I told them it was squirrel, but they just still didn't want to come. I'll tell them it's chicken. Then they won't know the difference. <laughs> okay. Hey, Sylvan, you have a great weekend, okay, and thanks for thanks, the call. Right. Thank you. Thanks for the info. Always oh, a pleasure. <laughs> Bye. All right. Down Lake Corpus Christi. Good morning, Mimi. Good morning. I hope you can hear me okay. I hear you loud and clear. I couldn't get my speaker off after I had it on. Well, you're doing okay now. Okay. My problem is about the same like that guy before me with the lawn. Uh-huh. And and it's I just I used to have a fairly nice lawn, then I got the grub worms about two two and three years ago. And I wasn't able to take care of the lawn. I've been Cutting my leaves up to my front lawn is like uh, two big oak trees, and okay. they cover nearly the whole lawn. Uh-huh. And I'm on a sloped lot from the road. It slopes downward to the back end. Uh, and I ha- just can't get my uh, St. Augustine growing again. And I've put uh, uh, Bermuda grass. In the summertime, seed, mm-hmm. and then then it would kind of die out, you know. And then now I'm getting ready to put ryegrass on again. I had ryegrass last year; had a beautiful green lawn then right. until right. you know it died out. Right. So is habitat that you talk about the shorter one? Because all I can get down here is that uh, Oregon rye. Yeah. And it's kind of tall. Would the habitat have? You say it's a mixture or not? Yeah, it's not a it's not a rye mixture, and it's a mixture for sun. I think those big oak trees are probably contributing to your problem, and I think the only grass that you're going to be successful with long term is going to be one of the St. Augustines. Um, you, if you want uh, a good rye grass for the winter, get in touch with Douglas King Seed Company here in San Antonio. 
and they have what they call a uh, medium height ryegrass, and they will ship it to your front door, and it's very inexpensive to do. It's uh, You don't have to drive to San Antonio. You call Douglas King Seed and talk to whoever over there. Dean Williams is the head of the company and a heck of a nice guy, So, but I don't know that I'd necessarily bother him unless you have to. But they will ship to your front door. You don't have to worry about what your local people carry or don't carry, but uh, they will have a... Uh, a, a medium height ryegrass that will do much better for you than the Oregon rye, and it'll be beautiful all winter long. What's the name of it? That's because that was my next step. I they was, they usually uh, the one they usually have is called Greyhound. Okay, Don't but, ask me but, where they come up with these names, but <laughs> Greyhound is the uh, is usually the uh, the medium sized rye that they carry, and I think that's probably what you'd want to have down there. Okay, you can see I have a big, uh, wide, maybe about six foot wide uh, fern bed <laughs> between the two trees. That does real well. Oh yeah, and, fern loves the shade. It'll grow with half the light that grass does. I know. And then now, I, I, this summer, I had or spring, I started plugging in some. Uh, I call it a ground cover. It kind of looks like those little Mexican petunias, but it's mm-hmm. a vine. What's the name of that? Mm. I'm not sure which one it has. It has a purple flower like the Mexican petunia, or the leaves look like blue purple. Okay, Uh that that's vinca, V-I-N-C-A. It may be vinca major or vinca minor. There's even one called Wojo's Wonder that's variegated green and white leaves and has uh, those lavender purple flowers. But um, that it's a good ground cover. It's much faster growing than Asiatic jasmine. It is more demanding of water, and you can get a little caterpillar that'll get in there sometime, and in a weekend, it'll take every leaf off of every stem, so it's not perfect, but uh, Vinca major or minor, either one, uh, as long as you can water, it'll be a fine plant for you. Okay, well, it's been doing real well, and yeah. I just thought I'd just keep keep putting up some more in. Sure. And have the Medina Plus and the uh, Molasses, so that I don't put that out. You know, very no, don't do that very often. But do get if you like Medina products, do get some of their growing green fertilizer and be sure and put that out. But uh, and you can even take cuttings off your vinca if you want, root some of your own and have more of it to put out. But uh, um, you you know, first thing it'll have to be uh, probably Monday morning. But uh, you can go on uh, if you're on the internet, you can go on to the Douglas King website, which is DK as in Douglas King, DKSeeds.com. And check out their uh, greyhound and any other ryegrasses they may have. You call them Monday morning, and you'll have your seed in a couple of days. Okay, well that's what I was going to do. Tell them I, I tell them I said to take good care of you, Mimi. All right, <laughs> well good. Well, I'm going to try again, but I've just been so disappointed. And it's like this. Sylvan said uh, there was there's a lady next door to me. Well, with a vacant lot in between, she does nothing to her grass. Yeah. And, I suspect I suspect her trees may be a little higher for whatever reason. She gets more sunlight through there. And a few years ago, when your grass was so pretty, those oak trees probably weren't nearly as big. And that's the usual problem, has something to do with light. But get yourself some good ryegrass over the winter months, and we'll talk about what else to do next spring. All right, then. And go ahead and put the Medina on now, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. On a couple of months ago. Yeah. And I have 
one bag that kind of got wet and it's clumpy. Mm-hmm. Can I just put some water on that and try to dissolve it? Hi, I wouldn't put water on it. If anything, <laughs> when this rain passes, spread it out in a brighter area and let it dry, and then you can break it up or cl- uh, crumble it up. But it'll get pretty nasty if you try to put water on it. But uh, okay. let it dry, and then if you choose some of the bigger clumps in the flower beds, you can do that. Okay, I can handle that then. Okay, yes, then. ma'am. Thank you very much. You're sure welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay, David's up next, and then it'll be Suzanne. Good morning, David. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? This I'm morning? good. How are you this morning? A little wet here in Pasadena. I was just going to ask if you were getting the same rains we got over the past couple of days. No, I got an inch and a half in Utopia and almost uh, four and seven eighths in uh, Pasadena this morning. <laughs> That's a good soaking rain. There you go. Okay, Bob, I've got an oak tree out in the front yard, and over the years, uh, some of the roots have come to the surface, mm-hmm. playing havoc with my lawnmower. Is it safe to shave those those top knots off? What kind of oak tree? It's a live oak. Okay. Uh, not really, because you, could, uh, you can get oak wilt into a tree through the root system just as fast as you do wounds on the top of the tree. And, okay. the, you know, the... The problem is the oaks don't, the roots don't rise up to the surface, but the roots keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And if that root was an inch and a half underground and it wasn't a problem, well, when that root got to be three inches in diameter, it grows probably more up than it does down. And all of a sudden it's up on the surface of the ground. Um, the None of the choices are real easy for dealing with that. Um, you can always, you know, go more with a ground cover in that area that you don't have to mow. You can always mow that area with a line trimmer instead of with your lawnmower. As a last resort, you could actually take out, um, rather than think about shaving them off because they're just going to grow right back. I mean, if this were a major issue, uh, you could go a little above and below where, you know, where the problem is and uh, simply cut that root out and remove it. We do that at our nursery. We've got some cypress trees, and boy, you talk about roots that want to push our sidewalks around and things like that, and occasionally we just have to go in and, and chop a root out, and if they're big trees and you're taking out, you know, not a huge amount of root, uh, you're not really going to have a super impact on the trees, but uh uh, my, you know, my suggestion would be either, you know, go with the ground cover, you mow that area with a line trimmer, or if nothing else, you know, come in and top dress with a little soil, not up against the trunk, but over the roots, but recognize that those roots are going to continue to grow and, uh, they're just going to get bigger and bigger in diameter. And as they do so, they're going to poke out, you know, out of the ground more and more. So, uh, that's you know I guess that's the downside. The other thing is that uh, it's going to get so shady up close to the trunk where these roots are the biggest problem. That your grass is going to grow anyway. So uh, I'd I'd be thinking real hard about ground cover instead of having grass all the way up to the trunk of the tree. Okay, Bob. Well, thank you much. You're sure welcome. And if you do accidentally shave any of them, keep a can of some sort of sealer. Uh, handy so that you can spray those roots. I talk to people all the time that are having plumbing work done and things like that, and then realize that uh, if that trench stays open, if those roots stay exposed, 
Um, oak wilt, even though it may not be a real problem in your area yet, it certainly can be at any point. All it takes is a neighbor to bring in some infected firewood, beetles to get out of that firewood, find your exposed wounds, and all of a sudden you'll be dealing with a, with a major issue. So uh, all you have to do, you have to keep the wound sealed for about 10 days. It does not have to be pruning paint, but just uh, old leftover spray paint from your last garage project will do the job for you. Good deal, Bob. I appreciate it. You have you have a good day. You do too. Thanks, David. Yeah, bye. Bye. All right, Suzanne. Good morning. Hi, Suzanne. Good morning, Bob. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm a little bit under the weather. <laughs> That's okay. It will pass. Well, um, yeah, you'll, you'll get over that just in time for cedar season. So, <laughs> welcome to South Texas. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Hey. <laughs> I know the feeling, believe me. So what can I do to make your day better? Well, I've got a, I have a little conundrum going on. I have raised beds that I grow perennials and shrubs in. Okay. Those beds are mulch. The mulch is breaking down. Um I now have a quantity of my the compost that I've made myself that mm-hmm. I would like to put on the beds. And I really think that the better way to do it would be to break the mulch and apply the compost to bare ground and then remulch it. Um, Is there an easier way to do it? Well, you know, if you were to rake the mulch away, put the compost down, and then put the mulch back on top, you're sort of doing what Mother Nature does. You're creating the profile of the forest floor, the material being closest to the earth is what is furthest broken down. Is it necessary? No, not really. Um, unless you're dealing with a specific problem, I just put your compost on top of the mulch. Having the compost on top of the mulch is going to speed up the breakdown of the mulch a great deal. And I see absolutely no reason to go to the effort of trying to get the mulch out of the way and then put the compost down and put it back. I just put your compost on top of it and don't worry about it. Okay, that's that's bueno. You've saved me some effort, and that's good. Okay, so a secondary question is, I had one, I make my compost and then put it in another container. Actually, it's an old roll-off bin to okay. let it break down more before I actually spread it. Mm-hmm. What happened this time, lo and behold, we had some rain. Right. And the rain leaked into the bin, and this this compost was very broken down. It was like... I don't know what to call it, like humate. Yep. There were little tiny particles, and it's, it's all gotten waterlogged, and it was it was a real trial to get it out. It was very heavy. Uh-huh. And I realized I probably ought to dry it because if it in yeah. its present state, if it dries, it's going to make these horrible clumps. Well, that, you've got more problems than that. And let's, let's take a couple of minutes and talk about it, but 